This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, 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 AfterBuzzers. We are back. I'm back with the two of my favorite people. This is the Four Life After Show, Season 1, Episode 9, Buried. I mean, it was a lot going on. I can't wait to get into it. Emily May is in the building. Emily, what did you think of the show? Oh my god, this this episode, I think, I said last week was my favorite. I feel like this is my new favorite episode. Okay. I, I, I'm taking it. Because <laughs> okay, it just well, was so emotional. I got chills. It, it I, I'm just overwhelmed. It. We'll see what you say <laughs> by the end of the episode. Yeah. You keep changing your favorites from week to week. And I know Emily's going to cover news and gossip. Jeff, you in the building. How you feeling? What did you think? Yeah, I, I never really said any episode is my favorite or anything, but like this might be the one. It had so much action without actually fighting. And I loved it. There was so much, there was so much conflict for people that didn't really see a lot of conflict, like the CEO coming back at the warden, like the DA coming at the the um up and coming DA. There was so much drama and I loved it. And I'm ready for I'm ready for Aaron to just take on his own case. And that's what we're about to do. Okay, yeah, a lot of tension arose. I guess by four, the end of the night, we can decide if this was the best episode thus far. Um, And then, of course, Jeff will keep us covered with the special segment for Life and Back. And Dot, what did you think? How are you feeling? I'm feeling really good about this episode. I think we have journeyed with Aaron since the very beginning. And this episode was so pleasing to watch as we could really see his full growth. We could see him spread his wings. And I really believe in him as a lawyer at this point. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Everybody's pretty much in agreement. You know, this was a very good episode. You know, Jeff, it could be because we didn't see Darius at all tonight. But (laughs) me. Hey, you said it, not me. (laughs) You said it. Not but me. we'll get there. I mean, I think that this episode also, the structure was a little bit different. We got a lot of information on the inside and the cases and very little on like Marie and the outside world. And then with the whole warden and the CO situation, they gave us a lot there. But let's start with, I guess, um, just going back to Aaron and his daily grind and his life. Um, like Emily, you were just talking about the fact that we got to see him as a lawyer and really come into that integrity that we always talk mm-hmm. about and kind of stand for what he believes. So what did you think in those regards? Yeah, I mean, this episode, Aaron had moments in this episode where he, I felt like he had an a fire inside of him that I haven't seen in any of the other episodes. I feel like, yes, he fought for his clients, 
but I felt like this one had a larger stake. It, the stakes were so much higher with this case because it affected multiple cases across a time period, multiple inmates that have lost lives and lost family members. And so the his internal conflict and kind of his challenge for this episode was so clear. And I think he, uh, I think it was portrayed beautifully and it was so heart-wrenching and, and in the end, heartwarming to see it all come to fruition. Yeah, definitely. And we got to see kind of like, this is the best example I would give for the series of like a legal drama. When we watch mm-hmm. those, we all are fans that we're watching here. Uh, Jeff, what did you think? I think it was great to finally see a yes or no. It w- yeah. we've been argu- we've been kind of argue not arguing we've been on the fence about um is he good does he have morals yeah. where is his morals lie he was like he it's almost like he heard us and he was like look they're right here what do you think about it <laughs> yeah he's like I'm a good guy through and through but he did get he did get checked at the beginning he was like look I've heard of you I know mm-hmm. you do some shady stuff so what's good so he got checked and he proved himself right. Yeah, I was really yeah. glad that they had wrote it that way so that he did challenge that. And, and like you said, we all were talking this from the get-go. I know, Dot, you were on the fence. I think you had more already come to the side that you felt that he was a good guy and a good lawyer. But what did you think, especially seeing his performance tonight? Um, Tonight really just solidified it for me. I think as an up-and-coming lawyer, you're going to have hiccups. I think his transparency with Easley was wonderful because it made it much more trustworthy. Um, I think he had a new fire that was ignited in him with this Easley case because it was so close to his. Um, The scene in particular where he's listening to the questioning and kind of laying in his prison cell, I really saw him kind of reliving his own case. And that's when I knew Mm -hmm. it's game time. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. They had a lot of similarities. And even I think maybe just before that scene, when he was talking to him, the questions he would ask about anybody on the outside, like he had a son, the wife um, who didn't make it, but it was very nice to see that. I think we also got to see probably for one of the first times more of um, Henry, who's his lawyer, just kind of working side by side and, and kind of getting him more playtime. He was getting on my nerves. He was really pressed um, to do things the way he wanted because that's what, you know, ultimately his goal was just to get redemption from years ago. But Dot, what, what did you think of Henry and seeing more of his character come to life? Um, I loved his passion towards the case, but there were several moments where I was like, I mean, sir, you did the damage. Let's be clear here. We are here. <laughs> you so I love that people have a change of heart but I I still want him to somehow be punished for what he has done I don't want him to feel like he has redeemed himself because I can't imagine people doing that to people in real life and that's exactly what he did having him there and having you know him there to push things moving forward I I loved it and I I think he's going to be excellent as he helps Aaron with his case but at the same time you don't get to come back and change your mind and then it all goes mm-hmm. away. I don't like that. <laughs> exactly. No, that's yeah. true. And we get to see um, Aaron challenge some of that near the near the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. But just in terms of like moving the show along too, Emily, for you, because we got to see, revisit some of his past with Maskins and uh, the current DA. So mm-hmm. what did you think there? Well, I liked how they, because we knew that there was, there, there was always little glimpses that the DA's office and the incoming DA, there was always this drama. There was always this, uh, especially with Aaron's lawyer, we knew that they did something wrong, that there was this case or a few, uh, gr- a group of cases that were, that they had shady kind of practices and like uh, 
uh, kind of follow through on. And so the fact that we kind of dove deep into this in this episode where you have the new DA coming in, and but then you have the old DA that has the responsibility of looking back at these cases and like it's it's on him and it's on the other lawyers that that process those cases. So I liked how the pressure was put on these characters and we got to see and I, and I love that conversation with the current DA and the um, and Aaron's lawyer because really both of them are not they're not good guys but you could see that they're struggling internally with their past. And the, the lawyer is like, or the DA was like, yeah, I'm glad that you're trying to come to terms with uh, your past and you're trying to make good, but it doesn't make everything right. Even if you win one case, what about the dozens of other cases that you did wrong by? So I think it just, it adds an element of frustration for me as a viewer, because I'm so frustrated with the system that Mm -hmm. we're seeing played out here. And it also, too, just gives another display of that integrity factor that we see in Aaron. Mm -hmm. Now we get to see it play out with Henry's character and then also with Maskin, who by the end really came to terms with the fact like somebody was innocent over this. Jeff, what did you think? No, I'm glad you brought the last part up because it's it made me wonder, like, who is the real monster in this episode? Mm -hmm. Because is it Maskin's? Is it the previous DA? Is yeah. it the um, the attorney that prosecutor that's going against Aaron? Like, who is the real uh, monster? Is it Henry? Like, there's so many people that could be the real monster in this episode, and it's crazy to see who who's leading who, who's running what. But it was it was interesting because I always thought the DA knew, and I thought he was just oh I, I just don't care. Now we see he's like oh he actually has a human side to him. Are we gonna dive deeper into that? Are we going to, is it way farther than what we even know? Does Aaron even know this? So there's more questions to be, ha- uh, to be uh, answered. answered. answered so yeah. many, yeah, so many questions. And I too, I really like that. Or I always say like, you could tell the show is really good by the amount of characters you can identify with. And so up until this point, I felt limited, but the more you kind of get to know them, it's like, oh, wow, you can understand at least everybody's perspective and point of view. So they did a good job there. And to kind of balance out some of the monsters or the bad side, it was nice too to see more of the element of like uh, prisoners, people in jail that have a camaraderie, you know, Mm -hmm. the love that they gave him when they found out he got out or just kind of was rooting for them. What did you think with that, Di? Um, I think that was my favorite part of this episode, just seeing everybody triumph. I could only imagine the they felt within their you know their own selves within their own situations they've been watching Aaron and kind of have their eyes on him and kind of watching him climb too so it must have been such a a hopeful moment for them and to see everybody like oh like waiting for the name to happen it was like an NBA draft or something and I was like which name is it gonna be and they said it and I was like oh so I can imagine the excitement I thought that that was so powerful not only just for in the prison but it kind of felt like a win um, for the African-American community throughout the entire world. Like that moment was a moment where it's like, we, we can fight and we can win and we can take back our freedom. Yeah, yeah. especially I mean, because he was innocent. Go ahead, Emily. Yeah, no, I was going to say that moment gave me chills. I literally like had tears in my eyes. I had chills like till the end of, from that point on to the end of the episode. Uh, it was so, like you said, triumphant. Um, but in the back of my head, I just, later we'll talk about predictions if we get to it, but it made me think of like all those other names that we might not know. Like we obviously recognize the one that Aaron was defending, but 
what about the other cases that this DA in a way might be trying to cover up? Like, like, yes, you, you pardon them, but what, but is there justice for other people and how do you get, how do you get justice for them? So like it brought up questions for me of like, how, how do you keep fighting for, for these, these, these people? Yeah. 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 And it just to shows like the way we get a visual representation, you know, of our criminal justice system mm-hmm. and how it can work. Um, go ahead, Jack. Yeah, no, I, was, I agree with you guys. I love I've loved that scene. It made it seem like it was it was more of a family. It wasn't even mm-hmm. like that was my cellmate. That was my guy from down the street. Like, no, that was my family member that we get to see finally elevate and better his life. Mm-hmm. So that was that was so great to see because like we see all these different gangs, these different cliques, these different fighting and all the bad side of it. We get to see the actual like camaraderie, the love that's actually shared in the in the jail cell. So that was cool. And yeah. then, um, but yeah, so like, I just, I just love that whole, that whole scene. So, but when you, when you talked about the other people that were named, I think that was, um, I just assumed that was like the other people, other cases that Aaron were going to pull up. Not mm-hmm. that like, I think he was like, he was trying to get rid of all the cases. So it's like, hey, Aaron, you can't really bring up anything in the past because they're already vacated or they're already um, out. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took it that way too. But just speaking on family, because we can stick with that because we did get to see very little, but we got to see Aaron's family. So we got to mm-hmm. see Marie and Jasmine. So Marie, okay, we got to get to like, how do we, okay, let's just go for there. The Darius situation, you know, she, her response, should she call, do, what do you think? Because Jasmine we see now is team Darius and she told her to call him. What do you guys mm-hmm. think? Should she call him? Will they get back together? Dot? You know, they, when they opened up with that, I just knew <laughs> Darius was going to pop up somewhere, come save the day, be the gentleman and sweetheart that he's always been. And Darius was nowhere to be found. And I thought that it brought such an edge to this episode and I absolutely loved it. And I thought that it was very, very interesting how her interest and focus quickly changed when she found out about Aaron's Facebook page. And it was almost mm-hmm. like Darius who. So I think that him being absent is going to bring her some true clarity on what and who she wants to focus on because Darius was a thing of the past as soon as she got to investigate in that Facebook page and I said well there you have it sis I think Aaron is who you want <laughs> Lord Emily what about you oh my goodness so I I started yeah I started this episode thinking that you know Marie was really heartbroken about Darius leaving and I felt so I felt for for Marie and I just wanted to like make sure she was okay. But again, Dot, you're right. She, she pivoted so fast. It was like she needed the distraction or something or she needed to like focus on something else. <laughs> and she was like, oh, wait, there's, there's 5,000 plus people. And then now they go down the rabbit hole of like investigating, wit- like trying to find witnesses from that <laughs> night. I was like, now you're opening a whole can of worms. And so it's like she can't let it go, which is totally fine. But she needs to make that decision of like, I want to be with Aaron and I'm going to fight for him to get out. And she needs to make that decision like internally. And she needs to let Jasmine know that, hey, I'm not going to go back to Darius because, you know, uh, Jasmine is on Darius's team right now. She said, hey, I want you to be happy. So whatever that means, Marie needs to make that decision. Otherwise, she's never going to have closure. Okay, and Jeff, of course, please, please. And Jeff, yeah. <laughs> There's so many points to talk about. First <laughs> off, um, we'll we'll just talk about Marie first. 
So yes. it's, 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 it's been time for her to come to terms with it. I thought she came to terms with it last week. This time, like, everybody sees it. The audience sees it. The daughter sees it. Homeboy from the corner who left saw it. That's why he left. So it's like, everybody sees it. Why are you not? But the thing that threw me off that no one really is talking about is the daughter just over here flip-flopping. Right. Like, we, last, we last, last, yes. last week, she was like, you getting a divorce? What's that about? Like, why are you getting mm-hmm. a divorce? I thought y'all together forever. This week is like, wait, why aren't you with Darius? He loves you. You're always happy. It's like, I want you to be happy. What do you want? What do you, I mean, like, I get right. that she's a, I get that she's young and like, she's going with a lot. Like, she just wants to best for her mom. But like, it just didn't make sense to me. Like, I just thought it like it was too quick. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's what threw me off in that whole situation. Darius yeah. not being there. I'm not surprised because he's, I've been, unfortunately, his character is soft. And I've been saying that. I, this is what, it's true. What he, does. He, he really doesn't stand up. He really doesn't stand up. And, really it, stand it, up. and it's frustrating. And I hope, I hope. I'm gonna leave it from. I'm gonna leave it from my prediction. Okay. okay. Hey, Darius. So, Darius will be in my prediction. So, Jeff, to your to your point, to your point, I feel like Jasmine. Uh, I feel like it's normal for someone to be like in last episode, kind of wanting to. Uh, be, it's like she's upset about the divorce and then her I feel like the reason why she's on Darius's side in this episode is because he's absent and she finally sees Marie really actually upset about it and so then she she kind of goes more towards him because he's fine I don't know I'm just just throwing it out there she, I know. <laughs> this is what I think I think that you know Jasmine is young and she does want her mom to be happy so I could understand her giving the line like Carl, or I could understand her giving, do what makes you happy, or you know, you get to choose. The call him, I feel like I didn't need it, and it was similar mm-hmm. to how we did say last week. We felt about just her being so surprised with the idea of a mm-hmm. divorce. It felt a little yeah. flippant for her character. With Marie, I'm open to seeing, you know, how this plays out. I was actually surprised. I thought we were going to see various turn up too, like that, but we didn't. But you know what? The thing that I was most disappointed in with Marie is the fact that she still is breaking the law. She scanned her badge to get those files to help out, like you guys were saying. And you were just saying, she's right back down the, the rabbit hole. Did she break the law by doing that? Or she, it's just kind of like misconduct? She may not have. I interpreted that way just because she was acting like real whispering. She might have access files that she's not like allowed to, but they wouldn't give her like medical True. files oh. without from day one. She has been down to ride for Aaron. I Marie is True. ready to whatever it mm-hmm. takes and to me that just speaks volumes about how much he means to her why she keep lying to herself it's painful for me to watch mm-hmm. i'm like honey you <laughs> love him like you love him the type of love like you'll risk your job like that is love, love. yeah, yeah. But I, I mean she's risking her life like she's risking so much stuff I think she'll get there and we may see soon enough you know this was episode nine so we've only got about three left to go we also got to see that acceleration I feel like a story where we really get to see more of the warden kind of stepping into the role of a warden up until this point we've seen her be pretty passive or more as a friend but it was very like defined um lines tonight Jeff what did you think with her and then the the Fisher guy and how he's playing the situation yeah no I was I was surprised how it turned out because we always see the warden kind of dominate her her realm like every time she's in the jail cell that is her place so she goes in there she runs it 
the only problem, the only person that she really has any confliction for uh, with is Aaron. And that's because she kind of allows it. But this, mm-hmm. the CEO was like, I'm leaving and you're not going to do anything about it. And, mm-hmm. and like, and to your point earlier, this show gives you a background on characters. So like, I kind of felt for the CEO. He's like, yeah. I've been here for 30 years. I'm getting yeah. threatened by a homeboy that you brought into my jail cell, you brought into my job and he's threatening my family. No, yeah. I'm leaving on my two weeks. I'm getting my two weeks and you can kiss the darkest part of whatever. That's what he, that's <laughs> what he's saying. And I, and I agree with him. Yeah, I know he's he's he is thinking of his family and he's thinking of his future and he's even going to take a cut in his pension like there's like he can only take so much and I find it even though he did some shady stuff like he did the drug deals and kind of snuck stuff in I feel like it is actually pretty brave of him to be like hey I'm gonna bow out before it gets worse and just be like I'm gonna I'm gonna tap out and just I'm going to be done. Yeah, so, I think some of that is because it was or, either you bow out now or you're going to get caught. Yeah. You know, he or he's risk. trying to save his butt, too. He could yeah. be saving. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so it's amazing. I mean, he, he, but in this episode, he looks so emotional and so kind of, like, he's spiraling a little bit. Um, yeah. I don't know. Right. Jeff, it looks I, like. No, yeah, I, I that. Yeah. definitely boss the moment i love how he like switched it on her but there is no doubt in my mind that he's still going to be very much a part of something there is no way that you mm-hmm. can find yourself out of something especially i think when cassius finds out he's gonna be oh so you bowed out without my permission like yeah. once you're in something you're in it you don't really get to leave on your own terms so he may be leaving um from working within but he's definitely i think still gonna be somehow a part of this story yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds because we did even see with the warden's wife how, you know, she was like, just let him go. So it feels everything's going so easy for him. Like he can just stop and be out of it. But we did get to see a small glimpse of Dawkins, 50 Cent's character um, tonight. So we didn't get much from him, I'm sure, like you all mm-hmm. are saying. We'll see more with that relationship. And even too, seeing the warden not just act as a warden, but act on what she wants because there's also this conflict of what she feels is right and just and what her wife and everyone else does so we did get to see her question the other guy just really trying to you know press people for answers so I'm really interesting to seeing uh what what comes out of that and where the warden falls in line with that all too I just want to say, because we mentioned a little bit about this last time, but when I was watching this episode, I said the warden is a lot of things, but one thing she is not is a good mother. I am so tired (laughs) of seeing that poor baby girl trying to get some attention. She is thrown into every episode for a glimpse. And this episode was the one that I said, would you please talk to the daughter? Would you just give her a chance? I know. I know. She was like, oh, let me go on this, go to your bus and I'll go on my phone. Like it. There's like no connection there. Say we got to see more of her as in this role. But that's what I'm saying. For me, you know, with the, the plot of the show, I feel like they didn't need to have children. They could have just been married because it's like, it's terrible interaction. I think it might be uh, a chess piece into an argument that the warden and her wife might have in the future. That might be a prediction, but like, I feel like that's the reason why they're having kids. Because like I agree with you, it's like what is the point? At the, like 
like she has such a minimal role like we can get that they're that they work a lot yeah. by just coming home late you know what we don't need that by a children so i think it might be a chess piece for something later yeah you okay. mean like i like the warden the warden and the and her wife aren't together anymore and so then you can just like cut those characters well, either that or, yeah, like, they might come into bigger roles or something. Mm. I mean, they, I'm just saying, like, they, they might be chess pieces for something bigger down the line. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. I, my first thought when you said that was, like, if something happened with Dawkins and he's going after, you know, her family or her kids or mm. whatnot. So we'll see more of that. But I did want to go back to just kind of what gives us closer range into what's familiar as, like, a legal drama. And I think we got to see that with the, the case they worked. So... Aaron's attorney, Henry, got to go out and find this woman in uh, Fernandez. And so it just gave another element. So now Aaron, as a lawyer, is questioning, uh, you know, a witness. And we get to see his compassion and just making sure that things are up to par there. What um, Did you guys have any takeaways in regard to that, that aspect, kind of that introduction of an element to the show, Jeff? Um, not really. I, I liked it. I was just I just kind of wanted more, I guess. I was like, yeah. I, yeah, it was like, it was a great introduction, like you said. And I just, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested to see how it's going to evolve. But that's, that's, I mean, that's, yeah. That makes yeah, sense. I was so nervous when Anna Fernandez, uh, was she, I don't, I couldn't make it out. Was she, did she go drinking or was she just nervous? She, she went, went out, she had a, she had a drink or bottle or something. I was yeah. So, like anxious watching. I was like, she is about to blow this whole thing. And when mm-hmm. she came to go through it, I just thought like she saved the day. Everything was really banking on her. And I love that they added those elements because it really made me feel like I was watching a crime drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because in every, the previous episodes, we've had to focus on so many other things. This time I was really on the edge of my seat. I felt like I was an investigator. I was felt like I was going up and down those aisles with Henry trying to figure out who she was and to just like yeah just to see how far they'll go to get who and what they need and it was also kind of scary the fact that she has changed her name she has moved several times and yet they were still able to find her so Mm -hmm. I love the determination that they have and I hope they stick with that same determination when it's time to get my boy Aaron out yeah I mean I I liked this part of this episode too because I felt like it was like a law law and order episode where they focus on like a moment in in the courtroom where they can really and also the investigation of it and like finding witnesses and I felt like it was laid out really really well and uh, like Dot said it was very suspenseful I wasn't sure what was going to happen with the witness and I think that was a powerful moment when you know when you did get the verdict so yeah, I, I feel similar. For me, I liked that it was added in the context of language. All of it sounded good. It made sense. But I feel like in terms of performance or like visual addition to the show, we could have had more from a witness. You know, the fact that she changed her name, the fact that she was an alcoholic, none of that really read through kind of the screen. It just read with the story. So I would have liked to have been able to connect um, with the addition of new characters, I want to make sure that we can kind of continue to connect with them more. But it was good that she was there to help out this case. And ultimately, this is a win for Aaron. Um, the the guy was released from prison. We love to hear those stories. Jeff, you're going to tell us about some of those with our special segment. Yeah, exactly. For Yeah, for Life and Back is our special segment that we do every week where we highlight and just tell stories of people that have been wrongfully imprisoned and then hopefully exonerated. 
And in this case, he was exonerated. And I'm talking about Jabbar Collins. And he was um, in prison for 16. Huh? You said Collins was his last name? Yes, Jabbar Collins. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so he was he was in prison for 16 years. That's not funny, sorry. I just, but either way, he was in prison for 16 years and he was actually exonerated back in 2010. And um, the story kind of resonated for, for this episode specifically because when he was exonerated, he, um, the judge, the federal judge, actually vacated the conviction and then criticized the DA for, for um, wrongful, they didn't, like the, they didn't go into it, but say that they criticized him about the case. And then he actually got $10 million in a settlement because of that. And I know that we've talked about that in the past. Like, is there really money that can like be correlated with um, being in jail? He actually did something to, um, he did something with the money. So since his time, he's become a paralegal and he's helping fellow inmates be um, exonerated like he was that were wrongfully imprisoned. So this, this story kind of hits what we've talked about on both fronts. The, the front that he was being wrongfully imprisoned and then kind of had the iffy situation and then exonerated just like our guy um, in this case being vacated from the DA. And then also turn around and trying to help people like Aaron is doing in our TV show. So like, I thought this this story was so crazy and so ironically similar to some of the things that's going on in this episode. Yeah, wow, I love that. That makes perfect sense. And I, I wasn't trying to throw it off like, the reason no, why I started to say something because you say his name is Jabbar Collins. My last name is Collins. So I started to make a joke like, is that my cousin? But then I was like, that's not like funny because it's not like. So. You, know what's, you know what's messed up? I knew exactly what joke that is because like that is a joke that people say. If you if you, like, if you say anybody Williams, oh yeah, that's my cousin from Detroit. I like, it's just, it just what we say. So I 100% you. So, so <laughs> exactly. You threw off a special true. segment. <laughs> no, but it's, hey, it worked out. It worked no, out. You're good. It's a lighthearted segment anyway. So yeah, and it's good that you know that's a very happy ending in that he did get money and he was able to kind of go further and to do good. Just like the show we saw by the end, the the character was Ely, the guy who got out of jail, and just him kind of giving Aaron that charge to no matter what, you know, you wanna you wanna do good and you wanna do right. So I was just like, whoa, now I'm trying to figure out what does Aaron do and where we go from here. But before we get into predictions, let's get into some news and gossip, Emily. Awesome. So I don't know if you've been tracking the Twitterverse lately, but Nicholas Pinnock, who plays Aaron Wallace, did a uh, ask Nicholas Pon- uh, uh, Pinnock uh, hashtag and so so uh, fans could send him questions and so he has tons of questions that he answered all over his feed and so I wanted to share a few of them with you guys so yes. one of them was what's next for you after for life where can we see you in the future and he answers Wow, difficult question to answer. I had a few projects lined up, but due to the current world situation, they've all been postponed. So I'm not sure right uh, if I can answer that right now. Uh, uh, I'm hoping that one of them will be for life season two. And then hey. he put like a he put a, a please and then a heart. <laughs> so maybe that's a hint. That's a hint. Maybe uh, he also there was a few other great ones. An, a question, another question was, what has the experience of portraying a lawyer and an inmate been like on For Life? 
And he answers, nothing short of a wonderful challenge. Want to make sure I do it justice. It's such an important show. Mm. Uh, he's so great. There's, there's hundreds of responses. I'm going to give you one more. Let's see. Uh, someone says, I loved the episode showing real Joy Bryant's perspective. It was so well written. But I guess my main question is, have you guys gotten to work with real people this was made after? And mm. Nicholas P uh, Pinnock answers, yes, Isaac Wright Jr. is an executive producer on the show and was on set a lot. We spoke a great deal and he was instrumental in bringing out aspects of Aaron I haven't tapped into just from a few conversations. Wow, so again, cool. it's amazing. He's answered all these fan questions. It's so awesome. So if you guys have a few minutes, go check it out. And then, then, uh, and then also ask your own questions. So, you know, tweet at him and maybe he'll, uh, maybe he'll get back to you. I love that. You know, that's always good to see. And even though he can be uncertain, I know everybody is impacted by uh, this experience in the state of the world. It's good to see that mm -hmm. there's still that connection that's coming with entertainment and just being able to ask questions and get exactly. answers. Now, if I could ask questions, I would want to know about season two because we've only got a few episodes left. But I'm going to ask y'all about your quick predictions right now. I guess the biggest is where do we go from here? We know that they did talk about him filing for the retrial. We'll start with Emily. What do you think? Yeah, so I think Aaron is going to get a few breaks in his case. I think the, the next three episodes are going to be him fighting really hard in order to get a break in his case. And so I think, uh, but again, it's going to be an uphill battle. There's going to be a lot of people that want to have him fail. So it's going to be an intense few episodes. Okay. And what about you, Dot? What's your big prediction? My big prediction is that Marie is finally just going to tell Darius, leave me alone. I am in love with Aaron. <laughs> Poor I'm, Darius. I'm still holding on to the hope that Darius is going to make it to that uh, prison so that he can talk to Aaron. I'm holding on to that prediction. Please let it be next episode. <laughs> okay, I want to see that. What about you, Jeff? I'm thinking Darius is going to come back, but it's going to be season two. And I think he's going to come back mm -hmm. in an instrumental role. I don't think they just gave us a character for eight to nine episodes and just like he's gonna dip out so that's my Darius is not gone he played a, a small role but I think he's a longer chess piece now but for he's never Aaron <laughs> yes but like for Aaron I hate to say this but I don't think he's getting out this season y'all we've got two we've got too many clues you almost said it when he was, when um, the guy, I, I can't remember his name, but when the guy was leaving the jail, so I was like, no matter where you're at, if you're in here, they need you. If you're mm -hmm, out, they yeah. need you. Boo. 50 yeah. Cent already said we need you inside. It's too yep. many clues for me not to think he's staying inside. And I hate to say it, but I think he is. And I think Joy Bryant, I think Joy Bryant's going to say, I love you, but he's going to be in jail. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's crazy because for one, it takes Darius not being on the show for me and Jeff to be on the exact same page. I was going to say, you know, my biggest prediction is that he is going to be going over this trial, but I don't think that he's going to get out this season. I think the show is going to continue to run with him behind bars and the, the you know, what really hit the nail on the head was when easily um, was just saying whether you're in here or not, you know, you can do good. So I think mm -hmm. we'll just start to see more and more yeah. of his advocacy and his work um, as a lawyer. So 
I don't know. And then for the Marie, I don't, I feel like Darius could like really, really be gone. So I'll disagree there. But I think Marie and Aaron, their dynamic will be the same. They're not going to decide to get back together or not get back together. They're just going to continue to play in limbo. But yeah, those are my thoughts. We are just about out of time. So that let people know if they want to know what you think, where they can follow you. You guys can follow me on all social media platforms at D-O-T McDonald's, like the restaurant, but without the S. Yes, and Emily? Awesome. You can find me on all social media platforms at Emily May Heller. All right, and Jeff? Yeah, and y'all can continue the conversation with your boy and tell me who the real monster is because I still don't know. Still at Jeff Jr. <laughs> yeah, at Jeff Lowe Jr. on all your social media platforms. I agree. Well, I'm going to leave a comment, too, because we should definitely talk about it this week. You can follow me all over social media at Keith underscore Andre. And until next week, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.